Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, January 5th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Teztown Art History, the art of Chitma paints, hosted by Sandy Toes 2211. Let's take a listen. Hi, Sandy. I'm just going to um, tweet. Oh, I've retweeted the room. Anyone here can retweet the room? And I'm just going to put it in some of the DM groups that I'm in. So, um, so yeah, I'm just going to do that for now. Thank you, Fred. I'm so glad you're here. Yes, let's retweet the room and get uh, our friends in here. Um, I will give you a warning. We are having an epic storm in Southern California, and I'm hoping power will not go out and we will not get flooded. Yes, it is a very serious storm. We've had floodings, but I am hopeful we will get through this hour. Um, Chitma, hello. How are you, Ma? Please unmute yourself. <laughs> Hello, Sandy. <laughs> Good evening, Sandy. Happy New Year. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year to you. I am so excited for today. I want to pin some of your artwork up in the space today. I've prepared some tweets in advance uh, so that it will be easier for me to put up your artwork. And uh, But if there's something you yourself want to pin to the room, why don't we start with that? And... Um, uh, we will get started. So Terra Spaces is recording this space. Thank you so much. We will permanently keep records of these spaces because guess what? Hundreds of years from now, people are going to listen to us. That is if, uh, you know, this planet is still here, some, you know, asteroid or something hasn't happened we will be remembered as the OG people. This is a renaissance time. Uh, NFTs are new. We are literally the first generation of artists that is making NFTs. So it is a very exciting time. I appreciate Terra Spaces recording this space. And I recommend that all of you reach out to Terra Spaces if you're going to be having your own future spaces. Because guess what? Two reasons we need to keep these records. One, for accuracy. We all know how history gets manipulated and rewritten. So we want to keep accuracy for what actually happened, who did what, when, how, who, and just for record keeping. I am a retired librarian. I spent uh, quite a bit of time translating Farsi into English bibliography at UC Berkeley. So I understand the importance of record keeping. I worked in a department of Near Eastern Studies. It was a non-circulating library. We had amazing books and art and things that were not allowed to leave the library. And I was in charge of taking care of that. So I understand the importance that we need to preserve history properly. So thank you so much. And um, 
So let's begin today. We, what are we doing? What is Test Town? And why are we here today uh, doing this, right? So Test Town was started by Lily White. She's on a cruise today. And uh, people, amazing artists like Terry and um, Mike Nash and a few others started Test Town to help artists um, understand and navigate this uh, world of uh, NFTs. Uh, Test Town provides um, mentorship in a way, uh, assistance in, in terms of like if, if you don't have a wallet, they even you know might send you a test to get your um, name and uh, get going and, and mint your first NFT. And uh, from what I remember, Chidma, correct me if I'm wrong, I met you some months back and you had a collection in OpenSea and other places. And I invited you to please come to Tezos uh, because Tezos is, you know, amazing for artists, and and you did, and uh, and I want to have you speak for yourself and tell us how has your journey been in the NFT space? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Uh, please tell us. All right, Sandy, Sandy, I am very excited and nervous at the same time, and I'm grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for uh, all the love and all the support I've been getting from you. Okay, guys, first of all, I want to start by introducing myself. My name is Chidima. I am a Nigerian, an artist, um, NFT creator, as you can see. So, uh, yeah, I met Sandy. I've been in the NFT space for since April. So I actually started with OpenSea you know, as a novice that I was. So I remember getting on this page and they told me, no, we don't buy from OpenSea because it's not decentralized, something like that. And then somebody directed me to Sandy. The, the woman said, go to her, she's going to help you. And I followed her, I DM'd her. And Sandy was so nice. She was so, you know, so kind to listen to me. And she told me, yeah, well, you need tags, you need laptop, you need all of that. And yeah, uh, I was eager to get on Texas. So <laughs> I did, because of uh, the way she put it and everything, I started working hard. And yes, she sent me tags and I got on Texas. And yes, I've been uh, successful here. Yeah, I've been successful because I got noticed by the Texas permanent collection that is a um, uh, uh, by Miss and Harry, Harriman, yeah. So he bought out all my collection. That is the first collection on Texas. So that that was actually a very big one for me. And uh, Sandy too. I don't know if she would want me to say that, but Sandy has also affected my life. You know, she has helped my career in so many ways. She sent me something, uh, and um, since then. I've been getting a lot of love and a lot of support. And yes, uh, I am not just the kind of normal artist that you see every day. I do NFTs for a cause. Yeah, I do NFTs for a cause. So it's important that I am here and it's also important that I'm successful. So for now, I know that Sandy has a lot of questions to ask. I believe I've answered the first question. So Sandy, thank you for uh, having me here. 
you can go on with the other questions. Well, thank you so much for um, coming and uh, joining us because, yes, as you mentioned, um, especially back at that time, uh, a lot of artists were experiencing difficulty with OpenSea because of where they were from. If you were from Iran or Cuba or Venezuela, because OpenSea is a company, they are a centralized company. They're in the USA. They have to follow the laws. So because they're bound illegally to follow these laws, Many artists were booted out, uh, and and it was, it wasn't just following the rules. It really ruffled my feathers, because nobody was given notice. They just woke up one day, and their wallets. It's like they couldn't access it. Their art wasn't there. So this brought up uh, the most important point: What are we doing in NFTs? Right? We want to step away from uh, the gatekeepers and the people who keep us out from uh, being able to bring our art. And and so it, it was a eye opener for a lot of people who didn't understand what's going on. And so, of course, Tezos is amazing. Um, I, I'm on object and uh, you can be from anywhere. And um, although Ob- object does, um, you know, it's a marketplace and, uh, you know, it's got two benefits. You can be from anywhere. They don't have restrictions on where you're from. And at the same time, they do provide protection for artists in the sense that if somebody is plagiarizing or if they're double minting, um, they will uh, restrict those accounts. And so I appreciate what, what Object is doing. And I and I love uh, the Tezos platform. There, there are many different platforms. Uh, you know, there is Rarible has it, and um, there's a few other places. But mostly, I believe it is object that is the big, uh, you know, the big game here. So l- let's begin uh, with your art. And um, uh, but uh, before we get to you, I just want to give a minute to Fred. And uh, Fred, uh, if you want to introduce yourself and just tell us who you are, because Fred is amazing for reviewing art. This is our second time doing this. Are you there, Fred? Yeah, no, thanks, Andy. Um, yeah. I came over to Tezos because I was on open seas and exactly that sort of reason. I wasn't happy that they were excluding other countries and um, I didn't like that so I was actually started looking around and of course um, another friend of ours, um, um, Coinseer or MACD was the one that introduced me over to um, Tezos and of course I've never looked back but my, my art history goes right back since I was a child. Um, I, I was a very young age, I used to took up photography, studied all the um, art books. Um, my father was an art teacher, so I've been surrounded, surrounded by art all my life. I'm now 56 years of age and, um, you know, I've only been doing digital art for about eight years now, but I think I've actually been able to embrace it. And of course, I love the idea of NFTs because the internet's not going to go away while hum, humans have got computers and internet and electronics. So it's, it's like the books that we had, you know, hundreds of years ago or, you know, a thousand years ago. And this whole thing about putting art on blockchain and having it all there for history, having no company dictating to us whether we can show it or what we can do, to me, is the, is the important thing. So um, that's part of the reason why I've, I've gotten into NFTs, because I believe this decentralized system, and that's why I prefer to see the more decentralized things coming about. So I've changed my 
my um, PFP to a, a site that I believe is going to be for the community as opposed to Twitter, which is dictated and run by, you know, at the moment, a, a billionaire. Um, you know, and that's what I want to see is that, you know, more of the community building what we want to use and going on. And things like these spaces, I think, are ideal because it's, you know, we're going to keep this for history. That is true. I agree with you. Um, and I'm so glad that you're part of this uh, Tezos community because this is a really important um, thing that we're doing. Um, a lot of different uh, platforms are looking at the NFT space and, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, Tezos in particular, and uh, they, they look at what we're doing here and they're saying, huh, you know, they, they've got the they've got it going on. So um, I'm on other platforms and uh, and Omniflix is one of the platforms I'm on. And, um, you know, I'm always there. You know, they're building their marketplace. And I, I say, you know what, let's. Uh, Let's let's follow what they're doing in Tezos because you know th this is a this is already an established marketplace, and we can um, use them as an example and and build this platform as well. So I'm so glad that uh, this is going on today. And by the way, we are having a giveaway today. I have uh, bought one of your artworks and uh, sometime today in the space, um, we will g give that away to somebody who is in the space. So <clears throat> I hope that we will have more people join us. If not, this space is recorded. So let's get back to our amazing artist. And, um, and one more thing I, I want to mention is, um, you know, we in the West take a lot of things for granted. But during one of my conversations with our amazing artist today, she told me that, uh, you know, people have to buy their minutes. So it costs them a lot of money to join these spaces. So we are not going to take for granted uh, because people have to pay for, you know, for being. It's not like they have this unlimited things. So I appreciate you being today. I know it is costing you money to join us. And um, let's get back to our artists. And so I've got um, I've got one of your uh, beginning um, artworks up here. And uh, so we we I want to if you haven't uh, looked at her art, you can go on object. And um, I wanted to, to talk about uh, the first one, exploring the art of Chinpeich in her beauty art collection. So this is pinned to the top, and the first one is charming. Beauty can be found in unusual places and pieces. And uh, the second one is beauty art, and art is not just beautiful, but dynamic. And um, I'm going to let the artist speak about her art. And uh, I think my tweets that I did kind of went out of order and they're not showing up. Something's weird with Twitter, but um, I'm just going to, we'll jump around your artwork and uh, just talk about these tweets as I get this figured out. So tell us about your uh, collection, Beauty Art and um, Charming. Uh, give us a couple words about that. What were you thinking? What is your process? Please tell us. Okay. Okay. Thank you once again, Sandy. All right. Um, let me mention first that I'm a photographer, you know, a film photographer. 
Um, I am also a traditional artist and then an AI artist. Um, just as Sandy said, the first one, the title is Charming. The second one is Beauty Art. Uh, I actually created these pieces when I was, you know, in Nigeria. After you have graduated from school, you are to serve your country for one good year. Then the government will be paying you uh, some money. Um, then after that, you can go look for a job. So if you don't serve your country, uh, the possibility of you getting a job is actually zero. So uh, I was there and I was also promoting my art uh, with a little, any little chance I get, I promote my art. But then I was like, it was uh, a two weeks stay in the camp. I was uh, looking for what to create because I couldn't take pictures. I couldn't, uh, you know, now costume and everything. And that was how I actually jumped into AI. Uh, the first one, Shamin, I actually used an actual, actual image, you know, manipulated it in the AI, told AI what to do, and AI gave me that. So that's how I created it. And then I named it Shamin because I looked at it. Uh, you know, sometimes I have a little problem with uh, describing my art, I must be honest, or even titling it. Yeah, sometimes I get the titles and the description before I make the art. And sometimes I create the art and then I worry a little about what to um, title the art. So after I was done creating these pieces, I looked at Charmin for a very long time. And then I told myself that this piece is actually very charming, like it's beautiful. And then I decided to give it that title, Charmin. And then the other one, the same process, I used actual image. That was when... I was I was actually down that period, like I was actually going through some sad moments and I couldn't, you know, I have to be in the right state of mind to be able to create photography or to even paint. But then I was like, I need to create things so that, uh, you know, they will tell you on this space that you have to be consistent and they are look everybody's looking for an artist that will be here long term. So I wanted to create stuff as at that time and I just used actual image to create the second piece. So the both pieces, all my AI, almost all my AI, I use actual images to create them. Yeah. Um, but then there is another collection in my Texas. Yeah, as Sandy said, Texas has always, um, that is object. Object has been a blessing to me, you know. It's actually user-friendly and um, they really, truly care about artists. So the other one is actually photography. If you go through my pieces, you will understand just one thing that I love women. Yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. I love women and I care about women. And I use my piece to create awareness, which is very important to me, you know. So I, uh, my titles, from the title of my work, you have an idea of what the description is going to be like. I have pieces that I title something like um, I don't belong in the kitchen because I wish to be treated well and uh, stuff like that. You know, why do I do these things? I do them because uh, NFT shouldn't just be a place that we come and sell art. There are a lot of things that we can do on NFT and with NFTs. You know, NFT is giving me the opportunity to interact internationally, like uh, with people that I have never seen before, I've never met before, but are people I know that truly cares. So I, these pieces, 
appreciate nature, appreciate women. And uh, from there, I actually teach my hope for the future. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Sandy, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so I wondered about that. So you used an image and then you used AI uh, program to create this image, uh, to create the final work. And um, it is amazing. I love it. And um, uh, Fred, what do you think about uh, this uh, beauty art collection of Charming? Yeah, no, I, um, I love what she described, how she went about it. And even the backstory about um, the, the work and, you know, the kind of the, the, the government thing. Um, I love also too what she's done using photos and putting it through the AI engine because um, there's two things which I see in this, these photos. One, you can actually see the images of the beautiful women that she's taken the photo of. And so there's a beauty, underlying beauty behind the, the thing. Um, the other thing you see is actually a bit of way, a history of the AI engines. As we know, the AI engines have been developed over the year, over the months even. I feel like saying years, it feels like years. But, um, and so you, you, you see the old style AI in this, but you can still see her images. And um, I've had a look at her photos and her photos are definitely beautiful. And she definitely loves women and the women come out, it comes out that there's beauty in them. And I think that these two images, the first one on the, the left, absolutely love it. it. It actually has a real strong vibe about it, a real forcefulness about it. The other one has a nice playfulness about it. Even that, that, that mouth almost being an open, whether it's, is it a snout? Is it the mouth open? You can see there's happiness in it. So they have two different emotions and they definitely portray it. And I think, you know, this is, this is great pieces of art here. Thank you so much, Fred. I agree with you. Um, and I'd like to hear from our friend Advate. Advate is an amazing artist. Uh, yesterday, I found his um, watercolor painting, just irresistible. And uh, Advate, um, if you're able to, um, have you had a chance to look at this artwork? I would be very interested in your opinion. And by the way, I love women too. And uh, women's issues are very important to me. So Advait, please unmute yourself. Introduce yourself to us. Uh, give us a couple of, um, give us an idea of what's going on with you. And then uh, tell us your opinion. Hi there. I'm Advait. I'm an artist from India. I mainly paint in watercolors and acrylics. Um, so um, about this art, I really like your photography. Um, I especially like the black and white photos. You know, um, I think they're they're quite beautiful. And black and white has this black and white photography, especially has this very vintage uh, and royal quality to it. So that is something that I really like. Um, the second thing I'll I'll tell you is um, that I've liked is um, is the first post, which is you know these three women on on the earth. So I really like the way that you've um, you've changed the body proportions slightly. So. You know, so so that is that shows creativity, and um, I like the figures as well. Um, so so this is this is kind of my what I would tell you about the art. 
Thank, thank you so much, Edward. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, everyone. Um, I'd like to, I, I've got all the tweets up now that uh, for the artwork we're going to discuss, and I'd like to direct your attention to, let's see, one, two, three, the fourth tweet, which was actually the first one I was meaning to begin with. Um, and it is your early works that um, we want to talk about. And uh, so this is some very powerful stuff. And I know that Misson from the Tezos Foundation collected quite a bit of pieces from you um, in this collection. So we have One Day I Will Be Free, Tide, Society, and Power of the Mind. These are some incredible images and they just really sum up. You, you've just captured the emotion, the frustration, uh, the desperation, and just the agony that women in some places um, have to deal with on a daily basis. So tell us about some of this. And, um, and they are very powerful. So I'd like to hear from yourself and um, what you were thinking about and anything you want to share about this art. Let's hear from the artist. All right, Sandy. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Um, to be honest, I never knew you were going to ask me about these works, but I'm excited about them because since I sold them, nobody has asked me anything about them. Okay, first of all, I want to announce to the room that all the works there are now in the Texas Permanent Collection. Nissan picked them all. Like there were about six uh, pieces in that collection, but Nissan bought the whole collection uh, in one night. All right, I want to start uh, with the titles. One day I'll be free, society, power of the mind, and tide. Okay. My work uh, speaks to women, and it speaks for women. So one day I'll be free is, is actually, uh, you know, I use that work to uh, kind of um, say, one day, you know, now from uh, the things that's happening in the society, you know, uh, the how we oppress women, how the things that we tell women, you know, uh, how we tell women not to uh, dream too much, not to motivate, don't be too motivated, or nobody will marry you, you know, stuff like that. Um, I was like, let me give this uh, piece this title. One day I'll be free, just like the name is, you know, one day I'll be free. And the other one, society, how the society chokes the girl child. You know, it is not actually easy being a girl in Nigeria. Yeah, in Africa. I've not really been to all parts of Africa. I've been in Nigeria all my life. So uh, when I'm creating the species and talking about uh, Africa, I always use Nigeria as a point of contact. But we thank God for social media because with social media and what is happening, you get to know that what is actually happening in Nigeria is actually happening in other parts of, uh, of, of, of Africa. So, uh, you know, a lot of things that we tell the girl child, the society is actually our major problem. You know, you see a girl, she wants, she actually doesn't want to marry early. Uh, but the society, she wants to go to school. She wants to uh, uh, go to a particular, uh, get to a particular level, achieve this or that. But the society will tell, no, 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 no. And also, you know, what we tell, there's a particular piece there. 
rape victim one, um, victim blaming, you know, the way we blame uh, rape victims and all that. So the pieces there actually, uh, uh, you know, I'm so sorry, I'm actually a little bit nervous. So I'm trying to get myself together. Uh, the pieces there are actually, uh, if you go to go through the des description, you understand that is actually about women. It's actually a way of me channeling, letting the world know that these are the things that are still happening in Africa and in so many ways that we need help. And then the power of the mind, just as the title is, you know, is is self-explanatory. Um, you know, uh, I, I I use that piece to. Um, uh, let us all know that there is power of the mind, how we use the mind to attract. You know, yeah, growing up, I heard it a lot on TV. I read it a lot in books, you know, how, uh, you know, if you can have the right mindset, you can attract this. If you can have the right mindset, there is nothing you cannot achieve and all that. And then um, there is another piece in the uh, sixth um Oh, it's titled um Igbo people child is child okay i want to be detailed about this one i come from nigeria Igbo tribe you know there are three major ethnic groups in nigeria Igbo, Hausa, and yoruba so i'm from Igbo, and all my life i've come to know that uh in so many families if a woman you know a woman doesn't give birth to a male child is actually a problem for her the man may be allowed to, is allowed to go get another wife or, uh, you know, a second wife or a third wife until he has uh, the number of children, male children that he has. So if a woman that is married into a family uh, gives birth to like nine children, nine um, female children with no boy, she's not valued. And if the, the husband should die without her giving birth to a male child, the uncles, you know, the villagers, the uncles, uh, brothers to the husband are allowed to come and take all the man's property. You get, and uh, in most cases, the woman and her children and her girl children are sent away. So that particular piece actually means a lot to me. This is because my mother gave birth to five girls and two boys. And when she was, if she's telling you a story, she will tell you that. She actually gave birth to seven children because she was looking for more of male children. You get so she actually gave birth to the first one, a girl, the second one, a boy, and then uh, three other girls before a boy. She was looking for a boy to so that she would be in that family. So that particular piece is a way of me creating awareness, not just uh, drawing international attention, but to also preach to. People, I say it every day. If I go out, they all know me. I speak. My idea is not anybody's idea. You get, and my opinion is always very different. So I feel I I am I am a single woman. I don't even know tomorrow. So if I don't speak about these things today, I may go to my husband's house and give birth to a series of female children, and I don't know what my outcome will be. I the same thing will, will happen to me. But if we create awareness about these things, uh, tomorrow is sure. And then the issue of um, female circumcision. Uh, Sandy is a very is, is is I call her my 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 mother. She's a mother and she's a friend. So when it gets too tough, I talk to her. Uh, female genital mutilation is very common. It's very very common where I come from. It's common. Um, you don't know. Uh, a woman is a girl. Child is is circumcised, and when she 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 grows up, you know. 
uh, uh, we all know the 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 uh, you know the effects of that. So, but female children are still circumcised, and nobody is actually doing anything about that. So, these are what my work is all about. You know, creating awareness, trying to see how through art, you know, through art, I can change the world. So, yeah, thank you, Sandy. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, first of all. One of the important things I want to point out here is when, uh, women suffer at the hands of men, but in my opinion, I think women suffer more at the hands of other women. And until we women face our demons and stop blaming the men for all the stuff that we do to ourselves and our children, because it starts in the home. And yes, you speak of female genital mutilation. Okay, so the women internalize that they must cut the clitoris, sew up the libya, and whatever other form things they do. This is performed by women. It is not men performing this on these female children. And by the way, I'm also against male, fe- uh, male genital mutilation, which is circumcision. Because there is no medical reason for that to be done. And a lot of people want to use religious reasons because, you know, Muslims and the Jewish community, they do this. However, I had this conversation with my aunt because my cousin was pregnant. I was visiting them in Holland. And I said to her, has God created anything that we need to perfect upon everything that has been created or made by our creator has a purpose and who are we to go and say no we need to improve upon this so and by the way uh one of the main reasons i got kicked out of the women verse community is because i stood up and i wanted to speak about what women are doing to women they did not want to hear these things. And we cannot go forward until women face what they're doing to their children and to themselves. I was a child bride in the United States in 1984. That's right. My mother, who had a forced marriage, she talked to me about education and freedom. And here I was in the United States. And you know what? It's not just Africa or Iran or these other places. Um, Oppression to women happens all over the world. And in 1984 in the United States, I believe I was probably the only married woman, a girl, in my high school. And what people don't understand is we don't have the option to say no. You don't, it's hard to explain this. You cannot say no when you're a child because, first of all, you trust your family. You trust that what they're saying is for your own good. And even if you want to go against it, you shame the family. And, and, and by the way, I did get divorced. Um, my sister, older sister, forced me to marry her husband's cousin. And you know what? When I did get my divorce, my life has been hell. They have been punishing me continuously since then. My hell is not over. I was ostracized. So it isn't just children in Africa or uh, you know, other parts. And by the way, this uh, female genital mutilation, um, if you research it, 
Um, it is also done in uh, the Latin American countries and South American countries because, you know, during the slave trade, uh, Africans were brought uh, to th- this continent and they also brought their ways with them. So people don't like to talk about these unpleasant things. And so that's why I love art, because through art, you can make powerful statements without standing on a bandwagon and shouting and, you know, burning bras or whatever. You can just look at art and it affects you. Fred, I'd like to hear your opinion about um, this beautiful artwork. What do you think about these? Well, I've got one question first. I just want to ask, um, is it called child? Um, did you get mutilated by your mum? Did, did you have that, that, um, that thing done to you? No, Fred, but at least my uncle did it to his daughter. Okay, that's okay. No, thanks. I mean, I'm only asking because I just want to bring up my personal thing. I got um, circumcised when I was a kid, and it has totally destroyed my sexuality because I do not feel the enjoyment that people feel through sex. So as, as a male person who's been circumcised, it damages that on men, and men actually suffer that because they end up with, um, you know, sexual problem because you don't enjoy sex. So, um, so anyway, that's what I just want to add in there. And that's why I asked if you had it because you've been powerful in bringing up the story. I, I appreciate it. Uh, but I just think it's, it's um, you know, something that's is not discussed as much is that males are also very much uh, um, affected by it. But going back to your images, definitely I love the images, as you know. I definitely think that these, you know, the way you've captured the um the day one, I'll be free. You, you can see the emotion there is almost like they're unhappy. They're not. Then they're, they're totally dissatisfied. But they, you can see they're internalizing. They know that this will pass. That, that one day they will be free. The tide. I definitely like the game. It, it's it's got that sort of. I've given up. I'm not. There's no unhappiness. There's no happiness. It's just a blank emotion. And the way you've then sketched over it, that even though they are not tied up in their mind. That, that there's just t- so many ties around them that even the ties that aren't binding them that you can see, you've drawn in the picture other ties that are at them. Now, the society one I'm having a bit of a trouble with because I see the person sort of like breaking the, 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 the ties, that they're, they're sort of pulling it away, but they're still not happy. So um, I'd like you to explain a little bit more about the society one. Whereas the power of the mind is definitely calming. You can see that she's in a utopia, that she's, she, she's got full control. The, 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 the ties or the binds are, are on her face are not bothering her. They're actually, in all of us, she's almost worshipping them. So just can you kind of explain to me, society, how you chose that to become society, where she's pulling at the, 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 the binds? What, what's your, 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 your reasoning on that? Hmm. Okay. Uh, first of all, Fred, I'm so sorry. I never knew. I only heard that from Sandy. I never knew um, male circumcision causes problem. I never knew, um, you know, some men don't like that because I've never heard an African man or a Nigerian man complain about that. It all is always the, you know, uh, female genital mutilation that a lot of people are actually against. So I'm so, so, so sorry about that. Okay, about society. All right, as I said, a lot of things are going wrong, you know. Uh, I blame the society a lot for 
things that are going uh, you know on uh in um here you get as i said first of all marriage um how okay i remember when uh, after i got out of secondary school i don't know i think you guys call it college over there when i got out of um, secondary school i wanted to further you know my education my father was willing to send me to school but a lot of people went and told my dad that are uh, you don't train your female children uh, to university level because when they are done, they are going to marry and they are going to pay you back with nothing. So, you know, uh, female uh, education is actually useless. Since they have gotten to secondary level, they can write their name and they can answer who are you and what is your name. They, they actually thought that was enough. But thank God for my dad. He feels that he sees the need for education. So, um, that is one part of uh, the society being, uh, you know, be fighting us females. Then uh, this society in, uh, over here, they'll tell you as a woman, do not dream too much. You know, don't pray to achieve a lot because if you achieve a lot, uh, a lot of people are going to run away from you and the few is wrong for a woman to be in power. You know, the few is wrong for a woman to go uh, verify in life, you get. So uh, you are advised not to dream at all. Or if you want to dream, don't dream too much. That is the problem with the society. And then um, the criticism, you know, it's not as easy being an African. I don't know if you have been to Africa before. They have a lot of traditions, a lot of uh, rules, a lot of regulations. You are supposed to do this. You are not supposed to do that. So the society is actually one of the problems that we have, you know, over here, the society, this the society that you cannot wear these. Uh, if you wear that uh, and anything happens to you, you are blamed. You know, you cannot even talk in a particular way. You, you can't just be yourself because you have the society. I remember when, when we were growing up, the, our, my, any small thing you would do, your, my, my, my parents would be like, eyes are watching you. Do you want to bring shame to the family? So everybody is actually very careful about what others will say, you know, the society, you know, because any small thing, nobody, people, I watch a lot of American movies, for instance. I see how people mind their business there. It's not like that here. You know, everybody is actually prognosing. They want to see what, any small thing, they laugh at you. So uh, uh, families want a perfect a perfect girl for the society which is wrong because it's actually destroying it's actually destroying uh, a, 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 a lot of girls okay just like I said I know a lot of mothers who told me I don't like um, female circumcision no. but if I don't circumcise my daughter now people will laugh at me people will laugh at me they will say that my daughter is not circumcised but that is a problem you know she is eager to please the society she's eager to follow the rules to be in a marriage to be to to belong to a society that does not even care about her so that is uh a uh, 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 if you look at that piece critically you see that the uh there is a rope on her neck and she's actually trying to you can she looks like she's struggling you guys she's struggling he's shooking her all the rules all the laws all the all the other traditions traditions are very very powerful here very very powerful there are things that you do if you do it if you don't do it you die you know uh, you you all know about voodoo and uh, as it's commonly called here juju so i blame the society a lot because even though uh, 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 christianity is here even though it, uh, a lot of us are becoming enlightened 
by getting uh, adequate education is still not enough. The society is still actually oppressing us. Okay, I where I am serving somebody, I, I don't know if I should say it here, but just know that our, our society is actually pulling our girls back. There are a lot of things that we want to do that we cannot do. Over here, okay, let me say this. Over here, a single girl cannot leave her, you know, place, go to another place and go and live alone. The whole people that like people will have, they'll call her promiscuous that she's a whore. If if not, why will she leave her family to go and live alone? You see, that's 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 stupid mindset. So society is our problem. That if you ask me, over here, but we are too conscious cautious of what the society will say, what people will say, you know, and it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. So, so I hope I've been able to explain it well to you. Thank you. Well, okay, the emotion I, I now realize is fighting. See, as a person who's not been in a society where we think we have to fight for what you have described, I didn't see the fighting in that face. But as soon as you said fighting, I saw it straight away. I could see I can see a fighting with a bind, fighting. She's got that that look of I'm going to I'm going to succeed. I'm going to come through this. So, yeah, definitely. Thank you for explaining that, because. It, it, as I said, I could pick up the emotion in all the others, but that one I just couldn't work it out because I could say she's not tortured. She's not. There's no. It's not really pain. But I see it now as fighting. She's fighting the bind. She's fighting through and the society's bind. So yeah, thank you for that. And Fred, I'm a little surprised that you actually have interest in that piece because that piece made it to the thirty best work uh, picked by Texas. That was a uh, month ago. So of all the pieces uh, added to the Texas Permanent Collection, my piece made it to the 30 best. So thank you. <laughs> I, I think you'll find out that I'm actually quite a good artist. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, as, as I'm not surprised because it, I said, it's the one that really stood out to me and it's one that I really wanted to get the answer to because, um, yeah, because and now that you've explained it, I can see the, the you, you've, you've perfected it. I can tell you, it's one of the per most perfect photos I've seen. Thank you, Fred, for the kind words. Thank you. That was very serious and very deep. And um, I'd like to give a moment to Advait to weigh in on this art. Uh, are you there? Mm, yes, Sandy, I'm here. Um, which one are, you, uh, are we talking about right now? We are looking at um, the one that Society. Yes. Society. It's the fourth one in from the right-hand side. Fourth one. Mm -hmm. it, it says, we begin with the early works of, and then there's four mm -hmm. pictures in there. Right. Um, well, I mean, go ahead yep. and uh, take a look. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little disturbing. And um, it it is, it's there. I mean, it's, it's up to you, right? I mean, what you, what you create. So you can create something with harmony or, or you can create, you know, like a flower or you can create create a bomb. So it's kind of on the artist how we channel our emotions, right? I mean, if you think about good thoughts and you think, you know, I'll, I'll look at things in a positive way. So, you know, you, you kind of start making art, which is more positive because yeah there are there are negative things but you know if if we focus first on the positive um and then you know we'll we'll think about the negative but we'll take about 
take that subject later on maybe so you know then then the art kind of uh, goes in that positive direction and uh, you know you start to um have these uh, you know open spaces and uh, things that people like looking at um uh, things that make people happy now i i heard that you all have like a very difficult childhood and you know and <clears throat> i can sort of not relate to that because you know my generation is kind of different i i had very loving parents and they're still here and uh, i i still you know i miss going out to the beach with them uh, i have fond memories and you know uh, it's not that they're perfect or anything or even i'm perfect or anything you know they catch me with all sorts of weird things that i shouldn't be having but you know but they're still my parents and i love them so you know it's it's just that right now it's it's more like you know you kind of have to take care of yourself first and you know if you take care of yourself it's like the world is going to take care of itself so mainly i think you you just focus on your art you you have a very uh, i would say your composition is good you know the way you are uh, photographing these models that is that is excellent uh, think think more uh, in terms of uh, say and i'm so sorry i mean there there's that a uh, frida frida kalo right frida kalo's life was was hell at times but still you know she sort of saw the positive things you know she was still like like a flower inside and you'll you'll see many of these uh, pictures and portraits wherein her hat is sort of covered in flowers you know so even even though her life was full of thorns we still remember that those things as well so you know and and those things are beautiful and people appreciate art because of its beauty as well uh, you know you don't want to make something which which makes someone else un- uncomfortable and makes them feel like oh yeah or makes them think about something negative right i mean let's let's have something more positive you know bring more beauty to the world and and yeah there's there's so much there's more than enough and uh you know i think india is very liberal in terms of a lot of things and we we don't kind of have the same restrictions at least in this generation you know going forward the things well i think men are also maturing in a way that uh you know they they're taught by their their mothers essentially that you know how how you should be treating women and things like that so i think it it is it's there it's just that you know we should just ignore the negatives and just focus towards the positive because there's there's so much to offer there i just want to have a quick reply i i just don't agree with you at all i think we should embrace the negative we need to have um art like this because this is what society is doing to people and if we don't see it and discuss it then things won't change you can't just rosy over everything because that's not what life is about i i'm i respect for you to be have a different life and i expect that you have a different view but if you see art like this i, I would say the first thing you'd say either say it's not you're not into it it's not the type of art you're you're into but um there's no need to 
try and change the person's artist's way of doing things because, as I pointed out, the piece has got the most fight, the most emotion in it. To me, I love it. I, I, would, I would have this on my wall. I would have it on my phone. I'd have it everywhere to remind me every day that we fight, that we don't give up, that we don't just think everything got full of roses. So I hope I've, I've, I've given you a reply that I think... Mm, definitely. I mean, you definitely you can uh, have art pieces that uh, that touch those, you know, pain points because art is such a thing that, you know, that changes society. And it's not just art, it's also literature, right? I mean, things that, that have been written by by artists by philosophers by scientists they've they've changed the way of society forever right so yeah i think this art is also important sure but uh, from from an artist's perspective and since you know uh, yeah i think you're right that this is uh, not very much for me but uh, i i like that you like this kind of art as well and that that people appreciate this as well. Thank you, everybody, for your opinions. Go ahead, Chidma. You had a response. Uh, all right. Um, thank, uh, thank you, Adrit. But I want to tell you something. You know, as you said, you had a lovely childhood, you know? When I talk about these things and do these things that I do on NFTs, I am not doing that because this is my present condition. No, I am way better. I've, I've outgrown you know overgrown a lot of things i am better right now but i just want you to know that this is actually a very difficult path for me to take and that is why sometimes when you tell me to talk about my art sometimes i'm moody to sometimes i talk normal sometimes i don't even want to talk about it at all because when i'm talking about what i'm talking about i'm talking about what is actually happening and you can visit my place and see it so i, I chose this part and even at gunpoint, I will still choose this part because I am not doing what I'm doing for me. I am doing what I'm doing for all the girls that I may not even meet till I die and also for my unborn girls because definitely I'm going to have girls. So I am doing this. I'm trying to see how to change the world as an artist, how to, you know, add my two cents, you know, by speaking. I am where I am because somebody fought for it. Education wasn't really approved in Africa before, but somebody fought kept speaking kept you know invested their time energy money and everything and today i have access to education today i have access to clothes i have access to a lot of things you all know the story of africa so when i, I chose this part because i care about girls i care about women i care about the future not actually because of me i'm okay for now you get so what i saw growing up our mothers and everything. I, have, I, I didn't even mention domestic violence. I didn't even tell you how our women are beaten and all of that. So I appreciate your opinion, but I want to tell you that I will, I embrace the negative for positivity to come. So that is it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate and respect your opinions. And one important thing I'd like to point out about artists in general we can't help what we create. A lot of the art or music or poetry that people compose and create is because it's inside them and it has to come out and be expressed. So that 
is an important point to remember. Now, whether this is dark or happy or silly or whatever, this is something that musicians and artists, uh, you know, all around the world, I've heard say the same thing. And the other thing, uh, statistically, I want to point out, um, the average age where people are able to um, talk about their trauma is after age 50. And this lines up with myself and my own artwork. Um, So why does it take so long for us to come to terms with what we've been through? Because it takes a long time to realize um, that the things that happened to you were not because you were wearing a mini skirt or you were drunk or something else. It takes a long time to process these things and to come out the other end. And um, uh, also, uh, I'd like to move forward to the next one. We've kind of already talked about, um, you know, trauma, but uh, the one I gave, uh, the next um, one over number five, rape victim and victim blaming. And um, before I let the artist speak, I'd like to point out that uh, society acknowledges rapes that happen to women, but men and boys are also raped and they are even less likely to talk about it. In fact, um, I was so disgusted when Bill Maher, um, who is a very famous comedian, had an HBO hour. And I stopped watching his program after that because in the United States, there was a school teacher who had raped um, a middle school boy. So this boy was less than 14 years old and his female teacher had had uh, uh, relations with him and she had gone on uh, to, you know, get uh, put in prison. And Bill Maher was making fun of this and saying, gee, I wish this had happened to me or what 14 year old or 13 year old wouldn't love if this happened to them. And I was outraged. You know, it doesn't matter that your rapist was pretty or beautiful or handsome. That does not change the violence that the victim suffers through. So this is something that I think is even harder for men in some ways to deal with. And also, uh, probably more difficult for women because women can become pregnant. And this particular piece, your rape victim, you discuss about the girl who was, uh, who got pregnant and she married her rapist and society went on to say, well, this and that, and she enjoyed it. So these are the truths of our lives. And by speaking about them and making art about it, Perhaps we can help someone who's going through that as a child or in their younger years to recognize that they don't blame themselves. I am a, I, I survived rape uh, when I was uh, barely 18 years old, and it was my scuba instructor on the last night of my trip. And guess what? When I told a family member about it, they said it was my own fault. And, and, and you cover this very well in this um, art piece, because 
I recognized there is no way I was going to get any justice. And I feared what would happen. And I figured if the female members of my family are saying this to me, I don't even want to hear what my dad has to say about it. So I never reported it. Uh, I believe in the United States, they say that 25% of all girls or women um, end up being raped at least once in their life. I disagree. I think that percentage is much, much higher. So Chirima, thank you for making this amazing, powerful, and this is photography, right? Can you give us a couple of um, words about this and, uh, and, and, and the process you did on this art? Yeah, yeah, Sandy. <laughs> you know, before I saw that this, um, that collection and I saw this piece, this piece meant a lot to me. Not because I am a rape victim. No, I am not. But because I really wanted to, you know, encourage girls, you know, to start speaking out. Girls don't speak about rape here. You know, if you are raped, you shut up about it because you will be blamed. And yes, that story I wrote there is actually, it actually happened. You know, years ago when my maternal grandmother was still alive, we used to go to her place, you know, stay with her for some time before we would go. And then one day we heard that the, a, a rapist raped a mother, like uh, the mother and the daughter. You know, everybody was like, ah, oh, that's bad. Well, that's evil. What, what kind of rapist does that, you know, is actually a taboo here for one man to sleep with a mother, like the mother and the daughter. So for a rapist to have done that, that was uh, taboo times too. Uh, you know, a lot of people sympathize with them and all that. But then years later, you know, I was, um, that was, uh, I think, uh, some years later, just understanding like that. I heard that that girl got pregnant and she got married and people were like, yeah, we knew it. Yes, she broke her, uh, the, because the girl claimed that the rapist took her virginity. You know, people were like, we knew that she enjoyed it. If not, how come she got pregnant? You know, people started, they, even though they blamed them then for not closing their door, whatever, that they, get, they said a lot of things, you know. So over here, I've never, and if you go to the police, <laughs> wow, I don't even want to talk about our police, but girls don't talk about it. Because definitely you'll be blamed. You could even go to the police, sorry to say it, but they will blame you. My dear, you got raped because you went to a man's house. You know, when even a man you are dating, if you go to the police and tell them that a man you are dating raped you, they'll be like, how can a man you are dating rape you? That's number one. And they, they will start asking some questions like, what did you wear to that place? Blah, 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 blah. How come you do not have any scratch on the body? Because it is believed that if a man wants to rape you, you have to fight. You know, you have to struggle. And, and in the process of struggling, you should sustain some injury. You know, so if you don't have uh, scratches on your face, blood gushing, you know, uh, uh, nobody's going to listen to you. They will say that you framed it, like you formed this. You, you faked, this is a fake story. Show us what, show us proof that you got raped. So. Because of this, it is very hard to see a girl come out to say that somebody raped. And then because our, our um, you know, uh, force here, they are not serious. If you go to the police, for instance, and tell them that this particular young man there, yes, he's the one. I saw Because rapists don't even care. They don't cover their faces like that here. You get so if you go to that place and tell them that this particular man I saw him I know him he's the one you get 
they will not really take it. Sometimes they will take it seriously, but sometimes they will not. If you have enough money, they will take it seriously. If you don't have enough money, nobody's really going to listen to you. And another thing is that they may take it up then and drop it. After like one month, they'll drop the case and the rapist will find you and kill you. So because of that, we don't talk about it. So when I created this piece, apart from calling evil evil, it is also a way of me. That, that is me in that the model there is me, is me because most of my NFTs, I create them myself, you know, because I, I, I am, I'm a very shy and a person and I'm an introvert. So for me to get that emotion, I needed to be in the room alone, think deep about it and get that face and everything. So that's why I said in the beginning that my NFTs, I use them to talk to women and to talk about women. So that piece, I, 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 I want to encourage girls to start speaking, you get, uh, and also see how to change things. I don't, I don't even know where to start because yeah, I'm encouraging them to start speaking. If they speak, who is going to listen? That's why in the future, I'm going to start up a foundation if I have enough fund where girls can run to, run, run to, and then my foundation will sponsor it and get the perpetrators in jail. So that is what that piece is all about. I want to thank you. And uh, I do want to move forward um, to your other art, because not only does your art speak about the darkness, but it also uh, you also have artwork that gives us hope and encouragement. And in the United States, what you're describing about the police was the case. And fortunately, we have change about that. Uh, rape victims are now um, treated with a uh, better uh, situation where um, they are not uh, processed the way they were before and treated as, you know, the, the, you know, the person who deserved it. But um we have a system in place, and uh, Fred, please go ahead. I was going to say before we move on to this piece, the most powerful thing I find in this piece is you don't have a ma her mouth taped up. You don't have a muted. Having her a mouth available that she could talk if she could, or she, she, she is stopping herself from talking, is so powerful. That's, that's the most powerful part I find in this image, is that her mouth is not taped up. I find too many people who try and make this story use the cliche of taping the mouth up or gagging the person. And for you to leave the mouth open is such a powerful th message in this. Thank you, Fred. Thank That's you. an excellent observation. Sorry, go ahead, Chidna. I wanted to say thank you to Fred. Fred, you, like, he's actually explaining my art more than me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, so moving on to what is next. We have Women of Tomorrow. So here we have um, your collection, uh, Back to Beauty Art. The artist speaks for women. She fights for women. She creates awareness through NFTs about issues like child marriage, deprivation, domestic violence, circumcision, rape, etc. So this piece, Women of Tomorrow, was born out of passion and vision about how tomorrow will be for women. Tomorrow will be great, big, strong, and powerful. She envisions a free tomorrow where women will be exactly who they want to be and walk away from things that are not meant for them. This is the piece that I am giving away as a present during for someone who is in our space today. 
Could you tell us about this? It kind of looks like a collage, but a painting. And there's a lot going on here. Give us some info into this piece, please. Okay. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, say that this piece, I created it even before I got to know about NFT. You know, NFT gave me a voice. Yeah. So uh, it's actually all paints on uh, canvas, you know, board. So is actually titled Women of Tomorrow. And first of all, I want to say that it's actually a feminist painting, even though I'm not really a feminist, but it's a feminist painting because a lot of people who walk into my room and see the painting, they'd be like, ah, is, does it mean that you want women to rule the world? Does it mean, but I said, no, it's just me trying to say that I'm very optimistic about the future. Uh, even though a lot of people tell me that they don't think all of these things, people tell me so sometimes that I waste my time because all of these things can never, ever, ever go away, that they, they will continue. But is 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 uh, a piece that expresses my um, optimism about the, the, the uh, uh, future. I'm very optimistic about the future. Like, I believe that uh, women can achieve whatever they want to achieve, that women can stand and say no to domestic violence, that uh, women, if we keep speaking and keep educating uh, women, you know, women of this generation and the generation to come collectively and together, we say no to uh, 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 female genital mutilation. And, and we can also, you know, Red victims reporting that somebody raped them will be something that is very, very normal. So is I, I want you guys to look at that piece and you understand how I see the future and what I believe women can achieve. That's uh, uh, the globe. You can see uh, women on top of it. So I believe that women are actually going to achieve a lot, a lot, a lot. So that is it about that piece. Just know that it expresses my um, optimism and it lets you guys into my mind to see how um, I see women and the future I want for women. Yeah. Thank you. And I just want to give Advait uh, the mic real quick. I know it's very late where you are and you have to get going. So Advait, uh, go ahead and unmute yourself and uh, take the mic. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, thanks a lot for calling me on the space. I enjoyed looking at the artwork. Uh, this is this is really good work, and in the future as well, I think I'll I'll see more pieces from you. Um, I'll also um just pin up my art for for a second. Uh, you know, if, just for you all to look at. Uh, before I go to sleep. Um, this one is called Rick Fest. And it's a it's a beautiful uh, acrylic um, acrylic painting. Uh, it's a huge piece as well. Um, I was sort of fond of cars, so I I thought you know I'll I'll make a series with cars in mind. So this is how this came about, and um, a lot of uh, brushwork and uh, uh, you know work with uh, a foot ruler uh, so we use foot rulers as a scalpel sometimes you know just to uh, apply thick layers of paint so this is kind of uh, something that uh, that was made because of the those efforts so 
and this is kind of part of a rustic series so if you zoom in the image you can actually see the uh, the rust of these cars and uh, this is a physical piece i still have it till date it has been to about two exhibitions one in bombay one in kolkata and uh, it will be again uh, on 26th of january in pune so i'm really excited for that and uh, yeah i mean <laughs> um i've got to go because in the morning uh, here at 6 uh i i go to a gallery to paint there so you know it's it's around 1 o'clock here so i'll i'll just probably if you want you can tell me about what you think about the painting i would love to hear um our our guest artists our star artists view on this as well and then i'll just pop out okay Um Advait, I want to thank you for joining us today and bring your attention to my last tweet up there for Testown. I know you're new to Tezos and I wanted to pin up there um the jackpot winner who won uh, the award. Uh Testown is an amazing community that'll help you and um we are going to reserve this art space for just Chidma. Um I did let you pin up your work but we will have a special space for you where we will talk about all of your art um if you'd like to do that and I will schedule it on a time that is um acceptable to you but we would like to move on and continue with Chid- Chidma paints and uh please get some rest and thank you for joining us today okay all right then well thanks a lot bye bye good night okay i just want to mention this piece you were just seeing i see this as women conquering the world and that the women are very seated very comfortably in the world you can see they're very comfortable with each other they're happy with each other um it's definitely a piece that i love the way you've actually shown that this is like a utopia and it's a great utopia everyone would want to be part of that group or part of that utopia fred thank you so much you are so kind with your words thank you thank you wonderful um i've also got up there uh, by the way i think women of tomorrow is grand and like you said um uh it's not about women ruling the world um something that was going on here a few years back is um it was very disturbing to me we, we sort of have like a backlash against men and men bashing they had this thing called uh the future is female you know or 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 some such baloney business and i'm like excuse me you cannot have a future if there is no men present so we have sort of gone to the extreme of a bringing women up and um and and male bashing and and i see this in society uh in other ways in the behavior between some couples and while i appreciate that women have more freedom uh we need to recognize that no one is better than anybody we are equals so thank you for that and i love your next piece uh the creative that one um that there's a lot going on in there and uh, in the interest of time uh i want you to just tell us about these paintings uh, living in bondage which we kind of already covered and then there is irresistible um so these pieces really called out to me because they they were just so amazing um if you'd like to say some words about uh, anyone in particular that is something that we should know about please go ahead okay you want me to talk about irresistible 
Yes. Okay. So as I said before, you know, my AI, uh, okay, irresistible. If you look at the piece, I am always amazed whenever I create an AI. You know, AI has a way of wowing you. Wow. This is what it turned out to be. So irresistible is actually, you know, if you see something very beautiful, you go to the market, you see a very nice dress, it's irresistible. You must get it. So it's actually a piece that reminds us that uh, it's, it's actually a beautiful piece, you know. It's irresistible when you see it, you want to get it. It reminds you of beauty. It reminds you of a lot of things. So it's as simple as that. I love it. Fred, uh, do you like irresistible and... and De- uh, Def- definitely. Do. I, I love all these four pieces. So I just want to quickly first say the first one I see, I, I want to mention, um, is the creative. I see the creative as a male, a red person being the male, and the people behind them are, are women. And it's just showing that the, that the women are behind even men. So that the men, even if they're, the, they're artists or famous or whatever, it's the women behind them that have made them famous because it's, you know, men can't do everything on their own. Because, you know, they have to be born, they have to be, you know, looked after as children. So that's how I see that one quickly. Bondage, I see definitely just as the way she's covered it up, the person, and they're hidden and there's restraints. But going to Irresistibles now, it's got a bunny look. It looks like a a cat. It looks like a child. It's got a heart shape. It's irresistible. Any item you think is irresistible, you can see it in that image. And then just just in case you you didn't think it was irresistible and beautiful, there's this beautiful lady at the very top. So I definitely agree with that. It's a beautiful piece. And you can think of it as being gold. You can think about it as being valuable, diamonds, whatever. All of these things jump out at me when I see that image. Thank you, Fred. You have such an in-depth analysis of the artwork. I really appreciate your work. And also, this just also shows where we are now. You, you've, you've gotten into AI art in addition to photography. And then um, let's move on to your more recent pieces. Uh, pardon me if I mispronounce it. Ugbanji. And this is Art Speaks for Women 2 collection. They never grow old. And that is looks like a self-portrait of yourself. Is, is that correct? And um, tell us about these latest works, about um, what you think. And, uh, and, and then Automana, Automana. So these are the last two pieces I've got up there. Give us some insight into what's going on here. Okay. All right. Um, first of all, I think my network is a little breaking because I can't see the things that you're pinning up. Okay. Uh, I'll start with Obanji, they never grow old. Mm, mm, what a story. Okay. Mm, Obanji is actually not a mystery. It's real. You know, as the name is Obanji, they never grow old. Uh, there are a group of people we believe are fetish people. When they are, please, you guys should listen very carefully, is very important. We in Igbo land, we believe that this set of people, that they are born to die. They don't grow old. They're actually called fetid children. Now, you know that Igbo people, we believe so much in reincarnation. And these Obanja children, they have really proved that, yes, that there is reincarnation. Reason is this. Okay, 
when an Obanja child, we actually call them a child of torture. You know, they are born to torture the parents. What do I mean? When a Obanja is born, they can die at any time. Some die, some die at birth, some die as teenagers. Now, if we manage to uh, get them to adulthood, you know, with voodoo or with prayers or anything, if care is not taken, they may die during childbirth or anything can come up, but they will die. Just know that. Now, history has it that if you find out that a child is Obanji, the child was born the first time, it died. It, he or she died. Second time, they died. The third time, give the child a mark. You could give the child a mark on the leg. Just no way you give the child that mark. You could even you could cut out a, a pound of flesh or cut out a finger. Now, when that child is born again, that child will come without that finger or with the pound of flesh missing in that particular place where it was taken from in the form of, I don't, I don't know if you get. So once that child is born with that part of the body missing, that child will never die again because it is believed that everybody now knows, as in, I don't know if you guys are following. It is now believed that everybody now knows that it's very, very obvious that he or she is an Obanje. Now, another way to stop an Obanje from dying is by, but it's uh, native doctors or highly spiritual people that do that. They uh, take, after performing some sacrifices, that Obanja child, with the help of voodoo, that is juju, is forced to go and show the native doctor where something that is called Iyua is buried. Now, when that, if that Iyua is unburied, it takes a lot of process for and I wanted to show you where that EU that EU is, is, is like something is like an entrance, like something that enables the person to come into the world, the, the human world. I am this story is online, you can browse it yourself, it's real. Now, if that EU is unethered, you know, is found, that child ceases to be an Obanje and that child can grow old. But in a situation where that child doesn't uh, show uh, his family is Iyua. That child is going to die. Now, how do we know that a child is Obanji? They are always sick. Uh, you know, you take them to the hospital. That This person is sick, but there is nothing wrong. The doctor will tell you there's nothing wrong with this person. That's number one. Number two, when the sun is blazing, they are always talking to themselves. It's either they gather deaths or you see them playing music and you can see that they are talking to some invincible people. And some of them, they are seers. Some of them can tell you what happened in their other life, how they came and they played and they, and they died. You get So that Obanji is actually, just know that it's fetish people who come to this world. But we don't, they are not really common now because... We believe that Christianity actually spoiled a lot of things for Obanji. But it's in, in primitive villages, you know, where Christianity has not entered or where voodoo is still, is still very, very well appreciated, Obanji still exists. So it's a very strong belief in Igbo land. So Obanji is, that's why if you look at that piece, that Obanji, um, they never grow old. There are things that I put in my hair. 
that is you can see a little key that EU on one just EUY is actually consisted of some rub, some like rings, necklaces, keys, you know, some some things that you wonder where they got them from. So, uh, uh, and they are always looking very weird. If they are looking at you, you know that this person is up to this wrong somewhere. So that is it about Owanji. And they love mirrors. Two for seven, they are looking into the mirrors. So uh, with all these things, you just know that this child is an Owanji. So, and the mother will keep crying, keep, keep wailing and everything. So that's it about that Obanje, they never grow old. Uh, it's real, but the other piece, Atutumana, is actually a piece that means a lot to me because when I was growing, my mother named me that name. So it's actually like my story, you know, how I battled, you know, to be the strong woman I call myself today. You know, it wasn't easy for me. So it's actually my mother's favorite name, but she doesn't call me that again. So I was looking for something to title that piece and I titled it Atutumana. Thank you, Sandy. You can ask me questions, darling. Fred, I'm going to let you take it away. I know you have some things about this that you want to share. Yeah, first, I, I understand everything you said. And I have personally, if you, I don't know if you know, I've actually died. I have a heart condition and I have passed into the afterlife many times. And it got to the point where I actually had to test it because I didn't know if I was dreaming or what was going on. And I would die, I would then go to a location, look at whatever was there. When I go back into my body, I would then go and check out the spot and it was actually what I'd seen. So you talking about these things, it, it, it's, it's true. These things actually really do happen. You will have children that, well, you said, that you'll maim them or you'll injure them and then the child will be born again or there'll be another one born and it will have that injury. And, and I totally get this and I understand that. And I understand that these people are very spiritual. They are, they are, like you said, they can see the future. They can see things that people don't see. They can see spirits. This is my life. I've been through this. I'm not, you know, mine was induced by being electrocuted. I was actually, I should have been dead. When I told the doctors how bad I electrocuted, they all wonder how I survived. But I didn't survive. I actually kept dying until I got my pacemaker. And this is what I'm saying to you. Everything you've spoken about, I understand. And I also understand, too, the way that the Catholic Church will change that because when people start believing differently, the spirits will move on. The, the spirits will move away and they won't come back. So these, these children that you say that have touched with the spirit, they are not coming back because they, the, they don't want to be ostracized. They don't want to be laughed at. They don't want to be, you know, made fun of. So, you know, that's why when the church steps in, the spiritualism that we, we enjoy, the spiritualism that we should have around us will, will dry up. But no, I love that story. I love what you said. I love that image. And since you said that this is about, you know, dying young, you know, they don't never get old. I totally got your whole story. I knew exactly what you were going to talk about. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this this space has been so amazing. We've been through so much. And by the way, I think I, I don't know what's up with me, but the stories that were told about me when I was a baby and my brother, who's four years older than me, confirms that um, when I started walking and things, I, I would have these fainting spells where I would just faint and uh, doctors never figured out why this happened to me. And uh, one of the things that um, I, in my dreams, I have had repeated warnings from my father and my mother who've passed on. And uh, if I've heeded these warnings, 
things have gone well. Um, I, I should have been dead, but these messages I received saved my life. And I also get moved to go to places. And I don't know why I'm going there, but when I go, it becomes clear to me. Uh, I've saved uh, buildings from burning down. I've saved people from uh, horrific accidents. But we don't see the, this information on the news. We don't see uh, when fires are not started, you know, or if a fire starts and somebody puts it out and you don't hear these stories, you just hear the tragic stories that happen. So that is very interesting. And by the way, the artwork is beautiful. I always wondered about that. And, um, and so thank you for describing that. Um, I've got a new a speaker coming up who uh, is interested in sharing with us. A celebrity surveyor has come up and I'm giving them a mic to come. And so um, let's see uh, when they connect, we will give them the mic. But in the meantime, uh, we're getting closer to wrapping up the space. And um, oh, oh, let's see, I guess we lost that person. Uh, maybe. I'll send them an invite, see if they can come up again. But thank you for joining us today. Um, Terry is here. Uh, Tabasom is here. And um, we've got uh, Martin Muller, uh, a freelance photographer with some amazing uh, artwork that's joined us. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Uh, I'd like to give uh, you a chance to speak. Uh, Chidma Paints, your art is amazing. It's been collected by the Tezos Foundation. I was a believer in your art from the start. And I just want to say how happy I am to see your journey and and I can't wait to see what 2023 will bring and also I just want to mention you are one of the I've never met you but as I was going through uh, my tumor and surgery this past summer was hard for me every day you wrote to me I want to thank you for your friendship I can't tell you how much that meant to me because, you know, I am a collector, I'm an artist, but this was something that was really traumatic. And I had to pretty much put my life in order. So you are a powerhouse. You are so strong. And with all that you do, you still had time to look after me and my spirit. Thank you for that. I appreciate you so much. And I want to give you a chance to um, say a few last words about your art. Um, Sandy, you've been an amazing person. And when I tell you this, I don't just say it for favors or for you to like me. You've been kind to me from the one you were there. Let me tell you guys, Sandy was telling people about my work, trying to get me sold out even before the Texas permanent collection noticed me and sold out my work. Sandy was there. Sandy was there you know, encouraging me, telling me you can do it. And Sandy sent me a card that is hanging on my wall all the way from America. And it reads, hello, Ma, I believe in you. You can do it. All the way from America, it cost her a fortune, but Sandy sent it to me. So um, that's the first time I received that kind of wonderful. And I'm like, wow, this woman all the way from America, she believes in me. Oh, girl, you are not giving up. You are never, ever giving up. Sandy has been there. Sandy has been so kind, extremely kind for an African girl that she has not seen before. Sandy, I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful for you. And I love you, Ma, from my heart. You know that. I'm so real. You know, you should know me by now. I don't pretend. You know, I love you, Ma. 
And it's not just me. You are affecting the lives of a lot of artists. And you don't even make noise about that. I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. And I believe that 2023 is going to be very, very good for you and I. And I'm saying it in front of everybody. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I'm never going to forget you. I'm never going to forget you. And then to Fred, you know, I go on spaces when I see men there. I'm actually a little scared. And I'm, I, I lose my confidence a little. Reason is because sometimes I talk in spaces and people tell me things that they tell me. I become so sad when I've been accused of a lot of things. You know, when they say they, they, they will be like, some of will be like, I know we know we are, you are just after money. We know you are not real. We know you are not that. But I always remind people, I can do anything I want on NFT and be successful. But I am doing this for me, for the other girls. So, but, but Fred, here you are being so kind, be so understanding. And I'm so grateful for you because of people like you. I don't even know how to give up. I don't even know how to stop. So I'm grateful for men like you. And I can only imagine how wonderful your family is. So I am so, so grateful for you that you came today. And to everybody in this room, thank you for coming here to listen to me. At first, I was very nervous, but I feel like I am in the right place right now. So thank you to Tabo Sam, to Sarah Briti Saveo, Terra Space, Teris Pa, and Martin. I love you guys. Thank you for the support. And Sandy to you, continue. The future will only pay you back, not now. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I am excited about 2023. It is going to be an epic year. Uh, my prediction is that we're going to see real world galleries adopting NFTs into the real world. So this is what I see. And uh, Fred, I'd like to give you a chance to say a few words and uh, then we're going to wrap up the space and I will announce the winner of the giveaway today. Thank you, Sandy, for running this. This is one of being one of the most memorable spaces I've ever been on. First child, I'll say to you now, your art is fantastic. Never doubt yourself. Your soul has come through on every piece. Your, your, even the painted piece we had to gloss over. I, I was so excited when I saw them and when, um, when I saw them up before. Uh, I would love to spend more time in this type of, type of environment, but of course, it's, I think we've covered everything. And the best thing is what I love is that you've actually um, spoken about your pieces such passionately, such beautifully. You, 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 I, I could sit here and listen to you talk about your art all day and all night. So thank you very much for sharing it. Thank you very much for creating such wonderful art. And please just keep creating. You're spiritually connected to the world and you're spiritually connected to the things that you're doing. So keep doing it. Thank you, Fred. I've got a new speaker up here uh, before they get rugged. Uh, celebrity Surveyor, welcome to our space today. Please unmute yourself and uh, go ahead, please. Okay, thank you very much, Sandy. Uh, my name is Tochuku Goswil, Celebrity Surveyor. I am not an artist, I'm a, I'm a surveyor and a joyful mathematician. But I tell you, this is so emotional. I am so sorry. I'm coming now that the space is already ending. And I'm going to be so fast not to waste anybody's time. I am from Nigeria, and uh, I know a little bit about Obanje, the piece that Chinema Pen talked about. And uh, I have uh, I had an encounter that I've seen practically where it happened. And one of the stories that behind it is some of those children who are born Obanje sometimes are people actually killed by some evil people in the society 
maybe for one charm or the other, the, you know, or one intimidation or the other. Some of them are warriors and they kill them unjustly. Some of them, they judge them wrongly and kill them. And at the end of the day, they start coming back to that particular family that killed them during that particular time just to torment them. So I I wish I had more time. I would have talked more about this Obanje, but maybe I'm still going to have this opportunity some other time. I want to save everybody's time because you're already coming to the end of this uh, uh, space. But I must tell you, I am very, very happy and glad. And uh, it's an honor, singular honor to me to be here. And I I am going to, I believe I will have this opportunity some other time. Thank you and God bless you, all of you. Thank you very much. I really like what you said, and I think we should have a special space about uh, these cultural um, special things that happen. It just deserves its own space and time. So because it's the first time I've heard about it, it's very fascinating to me. And I definitely want to dig deeper into this. And I hope that um, we... I will stay in touch with you and we will schedule a time together so we can get into these cultural practices and these uh, spiritual uh, things that we may or may not understand. So I, I want to thank you for coming up here. Um, does anybody else uh, want to respond to that or say anything before we wrap it up and I announce the winner? I just really want to say that I didn't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know this part of his story even though it sounds true you know i don't I like saying you know writing things i don't know about i like writing things i can defend and everything so he just told us how they come i did not know about that so maybe i'll make more research thank you but thank you celebrity surveyor for the kind words i love you thank you Fred, did you want to say goodbye? I think uh, did, or respond to that before we wrap it up uh, no i'll just i'll just say let's say goodbye but it's been a great space Thank you so much. And um, today, I would like to uh, give our special NFT to TerraSpaces.org. TerraSpaces is um, not just a, a, you know, a person recording spaces. TerraSpaces is also an artist. He does his own art. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing a space about him and his art. So Terra Spaces, when you hear this, I want you to DM me your Tezos wallet. And if you don't have one, we'll help you get it set up. And everybody, thank you for joining us. It's been such a pleasure to have Chidim Paints join us. And, and I learned a lot about traditions and your artwork. And um, we hope that you will join us for our next uh, art art history time and with test town and uh, please follow test town uh, please follow terry and uh, tabasom thank you for joining us i look forward to having you be one of our guest artists uh, in the coming uh, month ahead hopefully so thank you again for joining us we look forward to seeing you next time thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was test town art history the art of chitma paints Hosted by Sandy Toast 2211. Recorded on Thursday, January 5th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Put your hands up like you got a couple.
directions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing I'll aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke blows in when I start a session Plank canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake off the cutting floor We take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.